Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with huge odds boosts for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 177 of the Big Show, some Enforcer Basic Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday, wacky Wednesday. <clears throat> well, folks, I'm recording this Tuesday night. <clears throat> We're off to a hot start this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Monday... I'm at work. I get the truck stuck in the alley. Snow up to the top of the wheels. Just sunk right in. Had to get towed out. That was a good one. That's a good start. Then today, this morning, uh, I wake up. I look over at the clock. 6.15. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to be at work an hour ago. Why the hell did my alarm go off? Oh, I set it for 
<laughs> I set it for 5.15 p.m., not 5.15 a.m. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, 19 years, that was the first time I'd been late. I mean, I'd been late like a minute or two, you know, get caught a train or whatever, but like late, late, you know, where like people are asking questions late. Yeah. Um, uh, so, well... They say shit comes in threes, so I mean, I don't know, I'm, Wednesday morning could be interesting. What, what can I do tomorrow? But in the meantime, I'll regale you with this podcast. Um, <clears throat> uh, was supposed to have a guest today. I uh, thought I had something lined up and it, it, uh, uh, fell through. Um, no, you know, I don't know if there was kind of a, I don't know if there was just a misunderstanding, miscommunication, whatever. He's not here, so. Um, so I'm not going to talk for very long. It's late tonight and, uh, yeah. Um, but I will talk to you guys. A new fight tournament is on the horizon. Ice War, International Ice Wars is upon us. For those of you wondering, what am I talking about? Well, I will get into that. Uh, that's what my guest was going to be. I was going to have him come on and, uh, have him talk about it. Uh, but I will do that at a later date. I'll get, uh, when things are more, um, finalized, but in the meantime, I'm going to tell you guys what I know. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, well, we'll see where the show takes us. Uh, yeah, Cordic and Probert kind of have that, and, uh, I'll just, uh, some general topic, talking points. Um, like I said, I won't go too long today, guys. Uh, no, I legitimately won't go too long today, um. But, before we get into all that, as I said at the top of the show, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. Whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. So, check it out. They're always obviously always bringing new content because there's always games, right? So, um, speaking of games, I'm going to hold off on that for a sec. How about those football games this weekend? Jeez, man. Some upsets and stuff. My bangle's still in it. I called it at the start of the year. Uh, we'll see, uh, but still, they're there, um, yeah, a couple upsets, uh, a lot of back and forth, I think the NHL, or the NHL, pardon me, the NFL, well, and maybe the NHL too, but the NFL, I uh, probably needs to look into their overtime rules, maybe mix that up a little bit, I think you need to change something there, which is a real shame, because that game was just like back and forth, that was, you know, um, like, I mean, I was at the in-laws when that was going on, and I mean, basically in a room full of people that aren't really big football fans. And I mean, and they were captivated by it. So yeah, uh, what a game and uh, really sol- solid games this weekend. And, you know, Brady almost made the comeback. The Rams are really trying to give that one away, but uh, yeah, I was cool to see Stafford win. I mean, you know, all those years in Detroit and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Rogers not getting it done. I was really surprised that San Francisco went on the road, cold weather and everything in green Bay. That was surprising. Uh, didn't see that happening. Um, yeah. We'll see you guys. But anyway, back to the sponsorship. They have the football network too. Um, but yes, for my off-network friends, of course, Coden Salem, part-time only Alec over at Five for Fighting Podcast. He had a tremendous guest on this past, this, this episode. He actually just released today. Um, it's uh, some guy named the Fourth Line Voice. Yes, I was actually uh, a guest on Alex's show. It tells you how desperate he is. 
Yeah, I'm actually, I, I, I spiked his rating. We, he's up from uh, from nothing to next to nothing now. But, uh, you know, actually some say I stole the show, but I think it's more like petty theft. But um, I'm just stealing all of Corny's lines here. But um, what was I say? Oh, but Alec, well, actually the topic that we talked about was uh, every team's toughest enforcer or toughest fighter of all time. So... Yeah, it was fun to uh, go down all the teams. And I mean, obviously, some of them were fairly obvious, but some of them were pretty tough, man. Like, you think Nashville, who's Nashville's best fighter of all time? It's like, yeah, it's not that easy. But uh, I had fun getting on that show. It actually, had, oh, we talked about it on the air, but <clears throat> I hadn't realized that it had been that long since I'd been on Alex's show. Um, yeah, that's probably why it's really taking off lately. Um, <laughs> that was. Um, yeah, I can't remember. The, I can't remember. It was last year at some point. I know I had him and uh, him and Jay on uh, on my show, and we did the minor league mayhem uh, breakdown, uh, which was really fun. Um, but no, anytime I have a chance, um, I talk to Alec all the time. Anyway, we just kind of just during the day we'll text back and forth, be like, "You see this stupid asshole," you know, more or less. But uh, you know, uh, we all always bullshit and stuff. But it was nice to be on the air with them, and it's always fun. And uh, you know, we can kind of cross promote those shows and. Um, yeah, and in terms of Alex's show, uh, definitely check out his back catalog. Rob Ray, Yablonski, Bialoa, Segroy. He's had great guests and uh, does a great job. Young guy, but uh, so he's got the he's got the old timer spirit. Anyway, he's got the uh, uh, he, he enjoys the old the old enforcers for sure. So uh, definitely give his show uh, a listen. And of course, got uh, on the move. Broadway Joe Lazito. Is on the move, and uh, yeah, Joe packed up, and they 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 headed further out to the. How far can you go on an island? I don't know, but uh, yeah, he he's moved into uh, into a bigger pad. He was he was talking about uh, he's got a he's got the whole man cave thing, and it's all he's getting set up slowly. And although it sounded like uh, you know, like Joe just moved, and they, he's already like. Oh, I'm gonna get. I got frames for my pictures, and I got this up and that up. And I'm just as I'm talking right now, I'm looking around at like just piles of boxes and like and like Rubbermaid tubs here, and like you know DVDs. And I, I have a stack of a, probably about 200 hockey cards, right? But just uh, like the Leaning Tower of uh, Pisa over here, like just ready to go down at any moment. I got shit all over here. I got bobbleheads just. Bobbling away, staring at me. Yeah, just clutter everywhere. I need. I, I might need Lazito to come over here and straighten shit out. But uh, yeah, Joe. Joe. Well, I mean, he's all pop now. He's got a place for his, uh, you know, his Miko Makala shrine up in the corner, and then I'm, I'm sure he'll probably have his Carol Alt poster, uh, you know, all over the place. So yeah, he he is uh, living large and in charge. So I'm, I'm glad to hear his move went well. I mean, it's always. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure everybody obviously is tired of listening about me ranting bitch about my move. Um, but I definitely know uh, what that's all about. I mean, everyone listening has moved a million times, right? I mean, we, everyone listening knows what, what a pain in the ass moving is, let alone at this time of year. So I can, uh, I can definitely feel Joe's pain. I'm glad it went well. Um, and I know between that and work and everything, been busy. So I, Joe, Joe's, you know, kind of a little stressed out out there. But, uh, you know... Roll along. I mean, he's trying to be Joe Hollywood. I don't talk about making movies of his life now, and 
you know, I mean, he's talked about it in his last episode. There is his rant, his rant move. I'm going Hollywood movie. The story of Joe is a big deal. I don't know. I, I, he might talk to us still after. Think he'll leave us behind, folks? I don't know. Yeah, he will. He'll, we'll see. Yeah. That'll be the end of Joe in Long Island. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be hobnobbing out in LA with the goober smoochers. And yeah, we'll see him on the red carpet events. And yeah, he won't even acknowledge our existence anymore. But I hope that, no, in all seriousness, I hope that works out for him. That'd be really cool. And, uh, if some of you listeners are like Joe, what, what happened with Joe Lazito? What he do? Why are they making him a movie? Now I'm serious. They're they're talking with him, and uh, just type in Joe Lazito into Google, and you'll read that story. Yeah, but uh, New York Islander. I didn't even talk about his show. I was just about to like, oh, and on to other things. Uh, it's Coliseum Chronicles. It's a New York Islander based podcast, and of course, uh, with the passing of Clark Gillies, um, I think Joe is going to do a tribute show and. Uh, to get some people lined up and talk about it and uh it'll be really good and really touching i'm sure and i know gillies was kind of the guy that got joe into hockey and and everything as as a youngster and uh yeah so you you know as a lifetime islander fan i mean uh that one it's always sad when everybody goes but i mean i think it's a lifetime islander fan and that's kind of like your guy that got you into hockey growing up and that was kind of your you know childhood hero and everything it's a little little tougher pill to swallow and uh I know Joe had recently met him. Uh, I probably had met him before, but I know he had, I guess he had last seen them. Was at a card signing or something about six or seven months ago? So, um, and like I said last episode, it's a shame. Um, you know, we never got the interview. I mean, on a selfish level, um, that we never got Joe to interview him. Because I said if Joe Lazito had interviewed Clark Gillies, it would have been the best Clark Gillies interview of all time. And like I said, I said that on Sunday, and I'll say it again, and I'll say that next Sunday. Um, I'm not saying it for effect and, oh, that's uh, that's my hot take and that's my flex, you know, none of that bullshit. No, I'm serious. It would have been because Joe would have been in-depth and would have talked about everything and, uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been awesome. But, unfortunately, we didn't get that. But uh, I know Joe is going to do an excellent job on the, on the uh, tribute uh, show and I'm really looking forward to listening to it. Um, but in the meantime, with Joe's show, uh, go back again. Tremendous back catalog. Mick Fakota, Eric Bolton, Strudwick, Asham, uh, on and on. Definitely give it a listen. Does a tremendous job. Broadway Joe Lazito down there working, swinging away, slugging away at MSG and uh, taking care of the masses as only Joe can do. Uh, give it a Lazito. Broadway Joe. All right, folks. Um, well, um, as I was saying at the start of the show, uh, ice war, international ice wars. Now, uh, I am being serious. This is an actual event, uh, that is being planned. Um, if you want to know what it looks like, go to my YouTube channel, fourth line voice, type in enforcers black and blue. And it was a tournament that was held in 2005 in Prince George, BC. It was on pay-per-view. And, uh, it, it was, was it eight guys or 10 guys or now was it 12? Um, anyway, but Mike Sakroy was in it. Dean Mayrad, Derek Parker, Jason Bone. Um, they were all in it, rushed in, um, on and on. And, uh, it's as exactly as it sounds. Uh, you'd fight with, uh, they, the, the fighters wore, there was on skates, obviously. And yeah, you squared off one-on-one and, uh, you wore UFC gloves, 
and um, I guess everybody just calls it the UFC, but it's MMA gloves. And uh, yeah, and you'd fight for, it was like a minute and a half or something or a minute. And um, yeah, and the judges, if you didn't get dropped or whatever, then uh, the judges would score it. And uh, Dean Mayrad was the eventual uh, the eventual winner, defeating Link Gates is also in it as well. Uh, Mayrad defeated Segura in the final, and um, yeah, and I know the event was met with because back then, of course, it was the first of its kind, so it was met with a lot of stops and starts. And and uh, Loke was supposed to be in Winnipeg to start, then I can't remember where, and it kept getting moved because the the boxing commission and stuff like the Manitoba Boxing Commission. Um, wouldn't sanction it, um, so they bounced around. But finally, Prince George uh, was the eventual home of it. It was on pay per view, and uh, there's the DVDs of it. I remember I have the DVD of it, but uh, I uploaded the entire event on my YouTube channel uh, for you to ch- check out. It is as wild as it sounds, and uh, and then a few years after that, uh, Jay, who I had on uh, a few weeks back from Finland, Yuka. Uh, he organized, he was one of the organizers of a similar event in Finland. And Sean McMorrow, Derek Parker, Curtis Swanson, uh, Mark Black, uh, Tristan Manson, Mason, um, were in it. Um, yeah, and obviously it was over in Finland, so it, you know, it didn't quite get the hype over in North America. But again, if you look that up, um, it is on YouTube as well, the event. And, um, yeah, so these aren't, uh, this isn't a particular, you know, it, they've, it's been done before. Um, but, uh, AJ Galante and his dad, Jim, Jimmy, um, of course, from Danbury Trashers fame and everybody knows who I'm talking about, uh, from the Danbury documentary. Well, they're the ones that AJ is the one that wants to, uh, get this going again. And uh, they plan on uh, a number of events through the spring and the summer here. Um, I know the first event is scheduled for April 16th. Um, I know where. I'm not sure if it's been disclosed, if or anywhere else. I'll say it's in Western Canada. We'll put it that way. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know how much more I'll say about that. But that's where it is. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's something cool. I know a year or two ago, um, there was some kind of some talk, um, some grassroots talk with, um, and there was rumors that the UFC was involved, and, and I mean, and they may have, they may as well may have well been, or at least Dana White, they were talking to him, and that never got off the ground. But I'm not sure what the financial backing of it was. It was just sort of an initial talk, but the uh, Galante is apparently very serious. There is uh, ice wars. Uh, website up and uh, you know with all the 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 information um, I'm not I've heard rumblings of who's going to be in it um, I know there's guys online talking David Seagal and Barry um, I'm sure Derek Parker is interested I know Curtis Swanson's interested I'm not saying that these guys are in it but I know they're they're thinking about it um, trying to think of a, a couple other names that came up but I mean I know some I'm not going to expose their business because I don't know if they've uh, uh, publicly said, um, that they want to get in it. Um, but, um, I know there are three weight classes. Uh, there is cruiser weight, which is 190 to 205. Or probably, I guess, any weight to 205. Heavyweights, 205 to 220, and then super heavyweights, 220 plus. Um, I know the original tournaments, 
Uh, the one in Finland and in Prince George didn't have weight classes, although I think everyone was sort of the same size, give or take. Um, but, um, yeah. And I'm not quite sure what, what, uh, again, I wish they, it's, it's a shame my guest couldn't have come because it could probably shed a little more light on this. Um, as the weeks go on, I will track down, uh, organizer of this event and, um, and we'll get the scoop, uh, Hopefully, kind of once they've announced the, I, hopefully once they announce where it's going to be and, and some of the competitors, um, I'd like to have someone on about and talk about the event further. Um, but it is, um, it's a legitimate, they're legitimately trying. We'll put it that way. The judges are in place. Uh, I know the three judges get the, how about these were judges? John Morasti, Frank Filoas, and Brad Wingfeld are the three judges for the event. So, well, there you go. Um, and I know they've talked about it. I know Frank Bylos was on a um, a podcast talking about the event. Um, there is legitimate. There was a real good uh, big uh, LNH recruiter back in the day. He's involved. Um, I know there's a bunch of guys. Gary Deck. I mean, you've heard that guy's. If you're on Facebook, you know that name. He's involved. Um, you know, in terms of just re- trying to you know get a hold of players, that type of thing. Because that's going to be their battle. That was the one thing. Like back in in '05 when the when the black and blue tournament was on. Um, you know, there was a fairly decent, uh, talent pool of, or a pool of fighters that you could get, or at least ask. I mean, you had a lot of the LNAH guys, there were still guys bouncing around the minors, some that had retired that weren't that far removed, that were still in fighting shape, so to speak. So you had a lot to draw from these days, eh, you know, um, I mean, you still have some guys in the LNAH, um, you know, it's some minor league guys, but if it's in April, they might still be playing. Guys that are at a higher level, maybe, probably under contract, so their teams aren't going to want them to participate in this. So um, I'm not quite sure who they're going to get. Um, and then again, at the same time, I think they're trying to shy away from. I know some of the ter- the, the the one the tournament in Prince George had a couple guys that were like well past their, that were tough dudes in their day, but were well past their prime. Uh, they kind of did this, like, I remember they did sort of a, like a, uh, like a internet vote in, and there was two guys, Potskin and Eddie O'Toole, who, uh, you know, apparently back in the day, uh, were like junior A kind of tough guys. Um, but again, that, they were probably five, ten years removed from, hey, they were, O'Toole was in good shape, um, you know, and they put on a couple of good fights, I'm not knocking the guys, but, uh, it took big balls, like, you know, and I'm certainly not knocking the gentlemen that were in it or anything, but, um, you know, there was obviously some guys that were playing in the Quebec League at the time that were actually active that, um, you know, like a Joel Terry or a Cote or what have you, a Dubay or whatever, that, you know, probably would have done a lot better, um, you know, and they had some kind of some name recognition in terms of, like, minor league guys, um, but back then, I mean, I think if they, I think if they had maybe paid the guys kind of a, a, a fee, you know, give them a little, give them a couple bucks for for coming, um, I think you could have got some bigger names. Again, not a slight to those that were in it, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so in this time around, I don't know if that's kind of what they're going to go for. Uh, maybe try to get some names as much as you can get. Na- Again, I'm not saying this to sound like a dick, but it's like. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be in the NHL. Like, Ryan Reeves isn't going to be in this or anything. But, um, you know, some minor league guys. I I think the goal would probably be to get current guys because at least they're sort of in fighting shape like they've been doing it as, you know, 
as mu- as little as they might do it now the days um at least they've been doing it and they're in shape whatever and there might be a guy or two that's just just outside of finished playing that you know keeps himself in good shape and um you know and uh so maybe they'll you know they can go in it but I don't know about getting some guy that's, you know, you know, closing in on 50 to, or, you know, in their forties to involved in this as, you know, as great a shape as they might be in and everything else at the end of the day. Um, you know, but I guess at the same time, if they have weight classes, that's, that makes things a little easier in that sense. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, but I guess all the fights are going to be, uh, they're, the fights are all going to be two one minute rounds. Um, obviously KO or TKO will stop the fight. Well, clearly we'll stop the fight. And, uh, and then, uh, the fights will be judged by the three gentlemen I said before. So, um, yeah, it's a real unique event. Um, and like I said, with the Galantes behind it, that's money. There's money. There's obviously, there's obviously money involved. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if the original organizers are involved again. Um, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. He's a lawyer from Winnipeg. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. It's escaping me, Daryl something. Um, I, I think they might have talked to him. I'm not quite sure. Um, again, I know I'm kind of be. I'm not trying to be purposely vague. Um, I'm just going by what I've heard. Um, you know, but again, with the internet, there's or social media. Um, there's lots of talk about you know this, this, and that, and from a bunch of people that think they're in the know, but they really don't know. So I'm trying to be careful with what uh, I'm putting out there, um, which again is uh, I will get I I will confirm all this, uh, or I'll have a guest come on when everything's a little more uh, concrete. We can get some names, some fighters, and uh, who's all involved and where it's going to be. Um, all I know right now it's in it's on the it's in April 16th. So um, yeah, guys. So if you if you're online and you're like, what's this ice war shit? Like, is this for real? Um, cause I had a couple people reach out to me and they're like, yeah, do you know anything about this? Is this like legit or just like, is this like fantasy tournaments or like, what is this? And, uh, I think they thought it was another one of my Twitter tournaments or something. Um, it is legitimate. Um, it, they're, they're very serious. Um, if you go to the website, like I said, the Galantes are behind it. So that's a lot of money they're involved and, uh, you know, they already got the lawyer and everything. So I'm sure they're trying to, you know, obviously they're down in the state here in Canada. You got to clear a few things and. Um, you know, obviously they got to work, you know, they got to work with the commission or what have you. And, um, you know, so it'll be interesting. I really hope it gets off the ground. All I know, and I mean, you think people get upset about fighting in hockey now. Oh, you wait if this goes through. Can you imagine the crying that is going to go on on social media if this event goes off? Oh, it's going to be tremendous. Oh, they'll be crying. They get mad about a body check. Imagine if they find out there's a hockey fight tournament. Um, you know, oh, it'll be, it'll be great. Um, but I really, I hate for the, for the sake of the guys that, that they want to enter, they want to get out and, uh, throw some fists and, uh, you know, hopefully make a few bucks out of it. I, like, again, I don't know, is it a tournament or is it just kind of like boxing matches? Like, oh, we're just going to have a bunch of guys come out and fight and, I don't know, winner gets a belt or something, like, you know, in each fight. I mean, I don't know how they're, like, what's the, like, like it's, uh, like a UFC card. Like, you, oh, we have 10, 10 bouts and, and that's it. You know, we just came out and watched 10 hockey fights. Or is it gonna, like, cause the other two, the other two were tournaments. 
like you win and you move on one night tournament. So there's guys fighting four and five times. Um, like, is, I don't know if, is it going to be that or is it just single fights? I have no idea. And then, um, and then throughout the, like every month or two, you go to a different event and guys fight again. I have no idea. Um, so like I said, we'll all, uh, I'll get to the bottom of this, uh, and we'll all have someone on that's, uh, that's, um, a part of it. And, uh, and we, and we can have these questions answered for us. But, um, I had a bunch of people reach out to me and ask if it was legit. Is it indeed is. And, uh, yes. So, and uh, hey, I know I got a bunch of players listening to this. And, uh, yeah, if you guys want in, um, yeah, honestly drop them a line and, uh, they'll get back to you. And I've had a few players inquire with me. And, uh, I have nothing to do with it. I'm, I'll tell it, say this to everybody right now. I am, I'm not going to pretend that I do or anything. I just really dig the event. I love the first one of Prince George. And, uh, I will support this one wholeheartedly as well. And I will pump it up on this, on the podcast. But I am in no way affiliated with this. I haven't talked to anybody involved. Well, I talked to one guy that was involved because he was going to come on my show tonight to talk about it, But I didn't ask him any questions about it. Um, but I will get someone on that's uh, late at a later date uh, to talk all about this. But uh, it is legitimate, and for those players, uh, get get a hold of me. Uh, no, I am not a part of this, uh, but I can steer you in the right direction. So feel free to get a hold of me if you'd like, if you want to know more about it uh, or who to talk to. Um, I have a contact uh, for fighters looking that are interested. Um, but yeah. International Ice Wars. Ice Wars is uh, is on April 16th, folks. It's going to be uh, on pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah. Phone your phone your cable company and book it. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, hey, it'll be something different. Somebody said, oh, this is just disgusting or whatever. Well, then, you know what? Don't watch. You know? But, uh, hey, I think it's a unique thing. I mean, it's... it's it's just boxing on skates at this point, really. Uh, I was gonna say MMA, but I guess they do takedowns and stuff. But no, it's boxing on skates. So um, you know what the hell? Um, I just, I just hope we have some good fights. I hope nobody gets really seriously hurt, and uh, yeah, everybody has a good time with it. And uh, hey, why not? But uh, yes, it is real, folks. And uh, so I will, uh, I will have the as the. Weeks go on here, I will have some more information and uh, I will have someone come on and tell us all about it. All right, I have found, uh, somebody sent this to Jeff, thank you. Um, I have, I was digging through some files and I forgot I had this. Um, it was kind of just kind of cracking me up. I'll, just kind of old school. Um, it's sort of out of the blue, but uh, I think you guys will think this is amusing. Um, the Hershey Bears Team Rules. For 1985-1986, it's an information packet that was given to all the players, um, and it was passed on to me. They found it. So, um, number one, on non-weight room day, all players must be in the dressing room one half hour before the team goes on the ice. $25 fine. Late on the ice for practice, $25. Um, not on the ice for practice without a valid reason, i.e. injury, sickness. Note, if you are ill, phone the coach. Do not pass the word on through somebody. Uh, fine. Day's pay. That's pretty stiff. Uh, and we'll get this one. Any player out after curfew. Curfew. Curfew will vary from time to time. Fine. $200. 
Jesus. And this is 1985 money. 200 bucks for breaking curfew? Man. Um, no consumption of alcohol or gambling on commercial flights unless given permission. All players must be in the dressing room one and one half hours before game time. Um, I'm just trying to, uh, public appearances must be cleared by the coach. Failure to make yourself available result in a fine. So yeah, you better be showing up and reading to the kids. Yeah. Um, no unnecessary breaking of sticks. Fine. $25. Well, I mean, nowadays I could see that because the sticks are $300, but back then fine 25 bucks. That was as much as the stick was. Um, any act deemed prejudicial to good order or hockey discipline will mean a fine or a suspension. Um, any coach, player, or trainer receiving an unsportsmanlike penalty will be fined $50. If it costs us the game, the fine will double. Uh, no spitting on the floor. Use proper baskets. Um, radio or television, if there is one, must be off one half hour before going on the ice. Uh, the trainers are not personal valets as far as cleaning up after you. Keep your locker room clear of newspapers, etc., or you will be fined. Uh, put the weights back into place. I like this one. From what is established as your best playing weight, you will be allowed two pounds more on weigh-in days. If more, the fine starts at $25 and doubles every time you are over. So, yes, you gotta, you gotta stay in shape. Um, the hotel bar is under, out of bounds unless under special condition. No drugs at all. Immediate suspension will result. Um, Player need permission from coach to leave the ice during workouts. No beards for now. That will likely will likely change later in the year. Yeah, uh, fines will double if you're not if if not paid to your fine man within 24 hours after receiving your paycheck. Oh, dress code broken. No smoking in dressing room at any time. Smoking allowed after the game in weight room. I like it. Yeah, the actual place you work out is where you can go smoke. Oh, tremendous. Uh, yeah. Uh, no blue jeans, except except once you're on the bus as we travel. They cannot be worn in public when we are representing the team on the road. A shirt and tie with sports jacket must be worn at all games when traveling by plane. Off days, golf shirts are fine with a sport jacket. Corduroys are okay. Make sure they are not faded and they have a crease. There you go. For traveling after a game, bring a sandwich or have something delivered. The bus is not stopping for individuals to get food. Holy shit, you're on the road, you can't even stop at McDonald's. Look at that. So, I don't know, for some reason those rules just kind of cracked me up. Um, yeah, there you go. The uh, the fines of the 85-86 Hershey Bears. So no beards, damn it. <clears throat> okay, finally, uh, wrapping up. Uh, yes, I told you it was going to be a short episode. But, um, as I was fond of doing, I haven't done these for a while. I was just, I was kind of scrolling through my, uh, desktop here and I found it. It is, I'm back to the Western Hockey League, the best in the East, uh, polls. And this is from 2001, 2002 season. And, uh, what they would do is the Regina Leader Post would send out, uh, ballots to all the teams in the Eastern Division and, uh, they would fill out best playmaker, smartest player, Best goalie, best rookie, all that stuff. And one of the one of the categories was best fighter. Um, so, and I don't think I've done. I see. 
I was doing these, and then I stupidly kind of like went, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I went out of order. I don't know why I did that. So I'm not quite sure if I've done this before. So if I have, like I said, I, guys, it's 177 episodes. I can't remember what I did. I really can't. Um, so forgive me if I've done this list. I don't believe I have. Um, but let's have a look at the... Best And like I said, this is voted on by the players and coaches, and they weren't allowed to vote for like their own guys. So this is like the most legit, uh, uh, really best, most legitimate ballad you're going to get. So uh, what do we got here for best fighters? Uh, well, with, well, far and away with 84 points was uh, Grant McNeil of the Prince Albert Raiders, and he was followed by Stephen Spencer, uh, then Garth Murray. Hmm, that's surprising. I didn't. No offense to Garth. I was surprised to see Garth Murray that high. All right. Uh, Garth Murray of Regina. Then Ryan Jordy of Moose Jaw. Doug Lynch of Red Deer. Randy Ponte of Brandon. Uh, Derek England for Moose Jaw. Uh, and then Derek Bugard for Medicine Hat. And Brett Schaffelmeyer also with Medicine Hat. Could you imagine you have Bugard and Schaffelmeyer? Uh, for as big as Boogie is, Schaffelmeyer is almost as big. He's like six foot six. So yeah. And then uh, Prince Albert Raiders, Riley Cote, Jeff Smith of Red Deer, and then Jeff Finiak of Regina. Uh, rounding out the top 10, uh, well, the Jordan Tutu, uh, far and away the leader for most irritating player. Oh, there you go. Um, yes, so Grant McNeil, of course, he went on to uh, play many years in the American Hockey League uh, with the, actually the Hershey Bears. And, of course, Riley Cote. Well, you know, which is interesting, um, in the fastest skater uh, column, Tutu uh, was fourth, and Riley Cote was seventh. There you go. Um, I always say that's the funny thing with Cote. When he played in Prince Albert, um, he was definitely more of a, of like a, uh, a player. Uh, he didn't really fight all that much in junior. So it was surprising. I remember when he came up, he was in the minors, and it wasn't until he was with the Flyers. And I'm like, Riley Cote, because it's Cote, you know, there's a million Cote, but I'm like, Riley Cote. And they're like, yeah, dub guy. And then he's talking to my friend. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, the guy from PA. And I'm like, that the same guy, really? And because uh, I remember him in Prince Albert. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you see him in Philly, and he's fighting everybody. And there you go. Um, actually, they did it in, the, in this year, uh, in this 0102 year, they kind of put, oh, and here's the best. In the, so in the Western Conference, they just kind of put um, uh, the the top three. Uh, over in the West, it was Darren McLaughlin of Seattle was one. Matt's, you've often heard me talk about him. Matt, Matt Summerfeld was number two with Tri-Cities. And number three was Robin Gomez with Seattle. Um, yeah, all tough guys. Um, I know you guys have heard me reference Matt Summerfeld before on here. Um Definitely. Actually, yeah, Seattle, McLaughlin and Gomez. I should, I'm gonna have to dig out my Seattle DVDs and, um, maybe put some more of, uh, their fights on my, uh, YouTube channel. But, um, yeah, guys, there you go. The 0102 best in the East. That was sort of a, a quick and abbreviated version of all that. But, uh, I like, it's, it's a shame they don't, uh, the newspapers don't do that anymore. But, uh, yeah, the Regina Leader posted that from 1987. To 2000 and uh, I think there was one more year after that. 2003 uh, was the last year they did it, and uh, they did a best in the East, and of course the best in the West. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool little thing. And uh, 
somebody was uh, n- nice enough to send all those so that was that was pretty cool to track all that stuff down but uh anyway guys yeah like i said i i apologize for the uh kind of the abbreviated version i still 35 minutes i mean you know that's as long as most podcasts go these days i, I usually just get warmed up at the 30 minute mark but uh yeah i just wanted to talk to you guys about the ice warriors tournament because i had had a bunch of guys get a hold of me and ask me what what was going on with this so uh like i said as the as the weeks go on here and more information comes out, I'm going to track down um, some of the organizers, get them on here, and they can uh, they can they can they can give us the details. But uh, and uh, you know, so as that goes on, like I said, I'm, I'm really pumped for the event. I hope it uh, I hope it works out, and I think it'll I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, and I thought I'd share some of that. The Hershey Bear rules, for whatever reason, I just saw it and it kind of cracked me up. So, uh, like I said, guys, uh, this was sort of a off the cuff episode. As uh, as I said, I thought I had some stuff lined up, but uh, no, didn't work out that way. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and uh, I always enjoy bringing them to you, regardless. And uh, like I said, if you happen to be on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook, drop me a line. Always putting pictures and videos and everything up. And I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have something to say, drop me a message there. If you're not on social media, you're smarter than the rest of us. Uh, but if you're not on social media and you still want to get a hold of me for whatever reason, hockey fights, like I said, all lowercase, one word, hockey fights at hotmail.com. Uh, yeah, just send me an email. Uh, say what's up. You got any ideas? You'd like to, uh, you have a story to tell, or if you're a player, you want to come on the show, tell some stories. Love to hear from you. Or you just want to get a hold of me and say, you know what, you should uh, take two weeks off and then quit. <laughs> Constructive criticism is always wanted. Um, yeah, drop me a line, absolutely. But, uh, oh, also on social media, YouTube. Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,600 fights on my channel. All the leagues are represented, so just go to the little search engine there, NHL, OHL. WHL, boom, boom, boom. Grant McNeil, I got some Grant McNeil, Prince Albert. Go see what all the fuss is about. Actually, I just put a fight with him and uh, Colton Orr up on, uh, well, I put it up on the fight on the fight groups. But yeah, type in Grant McNeil on my, in the search engine there. I got a bunch of his old uh, Prince Albert fights up. and whew, Go check it out. You'll see why he was number one in the polls. But uh, And check out Matt Summerfeld while you're there. Um, but yeah, guys. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to this show, I always ask you, uh, if you could actually rate and review my show, it helps me out in the searches, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify or whatever the, whatever platform you happen to be listening to this, uh, on, I would greatly appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I always say this and I have to, it sounds so cheesy, but down, if you could download my episode, it'd be greatly appreciated. That's actually how I get paid for this this venture is uh through the downloads plus it just see it's it's easier to track see what's happening see what uh, see who's listening where and how the shows are doing and it gives you more accurate numbers so uh yeah if you could download it don't stream it i can't streaming doesn't count but uh no in all seriousness it would be greatly appreciated if you did that and uh i, I do two episodes a week wednesday and sunday and uh yeah I hope you guys come back. And for those returning, thank you. I appreciate it. I know there's uh, a million podcasts out in the world. And the fact that you chose to listen to this one, it is, uh, I am humbled. And in all seriousness, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, thank you. And uh, all right, guys. I hope everybody has a good rest of the work week. And uh, I'll try to, I, I, I got to go set my alarm. I got to try to be on time tomorrow. 
But uh, I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?